<laughs> All right, it is time to begin. It is Kidman Talk. This is Carl Bastian, the Kidologist, coming to you from Kidology.org. Welcome to podcast number 59. 59. Reminds me of 1959. What a great year that was. I was a negative 10 years old, and what great memories. But I'm back, and I'm here once again. I hope you will find this equipping and encouraging in your children's ministry, because that is our mission at Kidology, to equip and encourage you in your children's ministry. We're the website with the big yellow light bulb, and that comes from our original motto and mission statement, which was just bright ideas for children's ministry. And if you're on Kidology, that's what you're going to find, whether it's in the forum, whether it's in the zones, whether it's you know in the online training or through the coaching and all the resources that are there. So once again, we're back, and it's time for yet another episode of Kid Men Talk. All right, well today, um, I want to talk about something really fun. In fact, it is so fun, it is the topic of fun. We're going to be talking about how to be a fun leader. Now, often when I talk about the topic of fun, I kind of put a disclaimer on it, because fun is a lot of fun, and fun's very important, and often people spend a lot of focus on fun, and I like to sometimes put the brakes on and remind people that children's ministry is not about fun. Fun is a means to an end, and uh, in other places and other times, in fact, in one of the leadership labs in Kidology's online training, I go into great detail about the importance of not making fun your end game, but your means. But that isn't to say that we shouldn't be fun. We need to be about teaching the Bible, about making disciples, and we need to be about quality ministry. But but having a fun ministry is important. And I'm really excited because tonight I begin a brand new volunteer position at my son's Awana Club as the game leader. Now, I love Awana. Awana is a fantastic ministry. It's a great outreach of the entire church, not just the children's ministry, because it can bring entire families to the church. And um, I have always had an Awana club in uh, the churches that I have um, been a children's pastor at. And uh, so I've gotten to be a part of games, but from kind of the, the higher up level, um, doing council times and administration and sometimes game times. And I'm really excited to get to just be the game leader, the game guy. And, um, and so I've been doing a lot of planning, a lot of thinking, really from a volunteers perspective about how can I be a great game leader. In fact, I've, I've even started a new Facebook group. If you're uh, in Awana and uh, if you're a game leader, you know someone who is. I know not everyone's got Awana. There's Royal Rangers and, and there's Pioneers, a lot of other great club ministries out there. But if you're in Awana, go into Facebook and just search for Game Time at Awana and you should find my Facebook group. It's a new, it's a private group. I have to accept you to get in because we want to avoid spam and all that. Um, but uh, in one day, I had over 200 members and it's just about to hit 250. And this club is only, uh, or this group is only a couple of days old. It's called It's Game Time at Awana, and it's just a Facebook group for uh, just sharing and, and exchanging ideas about Awana Game Time. And uh, I've been getting great ideas about uh, games for the younger kids and maintaining control and everything, and I've been uploading things. And, and one of the main reasons that I'm excited about doing this is because if you follow my blog and you follow Kidology, you know that this year something really big is happening in Awana, and that is that sports stacking, the fastest growing kids sport in America, that crazy 
sport of just stacking cups in a very special sequence um, is hitting a one of game time. And I've talked about that in the past, so uh, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it here. I'll link to it in the show notes. But uh, I'm going to get to implement this sport stacking in Awana in my own Awana club as the game leader instead of just uh, being the national spokesperson in their DVD and, and blogging and talking about it. I'm going to get to actually do it. And that's been kind of a, a bummer that I, I've been uh, a part of this project, uh, helping Awana and speed stacks come together in, in this incredible way, um, but not having my own Awana club. Um, it's been kind of, a, kind of a bummer. So I am I'm really excited. But I've been thinking through ways I can make my game time so fun that the kids want to come, they want to bring their friends, that when visitors come, they'll be back. And so I decided to go ahead and make that the theme of this podcast, but not without one of our great sponsors, all right? Uh, Brian Dollar has done it again. He has raised his already high bar in high-voltage children's ministry resources with a brand new curriculum. It's called HELP, all right? Calling on God in Times of Need. And it's a great new curriculum. We've got it on Kidology. In fact, you can buy it, and he'll ship it to you for $20 off in September only if you just use the coupon code HELP. That works on his site. That works on Kidology. doesn't matter where you order it. Of course, we appreciate your support on Kidology. You can also get it as a download product exclusively on Kidology. And uh, it's automatically $20 less without even using the coupon code because there's no shipping and all that stuff. So uh, definitely check out this brand new curriculum. He's added a lot of new um, components to it. He's kind of raised the bar and made it new. And there's uh, links on Kidology and um, and ways that you can uh, learn more about um, his exciting new children's church curriculum and how he's enhanced what was already a great kids' church um, curriculum to make it even better for those who, who love uh, Brian's high-voltage resources. So be sure to check that out, and, and we thank Brian for his sponsorship of Kidology and helping us equip and encourage by making his resources available. So let's talk about how can you be a fun leader? And I've got some fun ways that I just want to talk about that. Number one is I love acronyms, okay? I think acronyms are fun. You know what an acronym is, right? If you don't have an acronym for acronym, um, it's a crazy riddle of nuggets yielding meaning. All right, it's just, you know, when, when the letters all stand for something. And number one, if you want to be fun, all right, let's just look at the letters in the word fun and this will help you remember some tips to being a fun leader. You want to be a leader that kids just think is so cool. I mean, when you're a game leader or whether you're a Sunday school teacher or whatever your role is, children's pastor, Sunday school teacher, club, I don't care if you're the nursery director, all right? You want to be someone that kids just fall in love with, that that they can't wait to see again. And so much of that is about relationship and loving on those kids and doing a great job teaching, but a lot of it is just about being a fun person because fun people are a magnet to kids. So the letter F is quite simply, this. I didn't have to stay up all night to come up with this, it is just to be funny. Be willing to be funny. Be willing to laugh. You ever notice you like to be around people who are laughing and you, you kind of don't really like being around party poopers? People who are always complaining, people who are always moaning, groaning, and griping and telling you how terrible things are and you want to sympathize with them, but you kind of want to move on. You, you Being funny um, can... Um, 
be as simple as you know banging into things or catching your arm in a door. It can be we're going to talk about appearance a little bit later, but it can be in the in the way you dress. It it's in having a sense of humor. Remember with kids, I talk about this in the Kidology Handbook and in the Kidology 101 training. It's not just telling jokes, but it's having a humorous outlook on life and just being willing to say funny things and do funny things. And I often mention a post on Kidology by Frank Tan called Jelly on the Face, which is just this crazy idea to come out with jelly on your face in the morning on a Sunday like you forgot to wash your face after breakfast and you got jelly on your face. And it's a simple, funny thing. I've come out just wearing a sombrero. In fact, one of my plans this year as game leaders, tonight I'm gonna, I have, a, I have an Awana hat. It's just a, it's all four colors, it has the Awana logo, and I'm going to wear that tonight uh, for kickoff. But I'm going to wear a different crazy hat um, every week of Awana for the entire year. Now, if you've seen the online training video just titled Hats, which I encourage you to watch if you haven't seen it, it just talks about how hats can enhance your ministry, then you know, if you've seen that, that I have a lot of hats. So it's going to be actually hard for me to choose just 33 or however many weeks of Awana is. But I'm going to wear a funny hat every week, and it's just going to be a way to be funny. Now, the you is unexpected. All right, kids love to predict you. They love to say, I know what's going to happen next. Oh, we did this before. So you've got to be willing to do things that are unexpected. That means one time you might just take the games outside. You might turn your room around. You might go, I went and I did church on the roof one time. I was teaching on Jesus, uh, the friends who brought their friend to Jesus and lowered him through the roof. And so I, I took the kids up on the roof of the church. And uh, this was downtown Chicago, Moody Church. In fact, there was this ladder that went up and there was a padlock on it. So first we, I had the kids all get paper clips and, and they all tried to make keys. And I, then I put them all in my pocket and I climbed up this ladder and kept reaching in my pocket and trying their different paper clips and and then one time I actually used the key, a little sleight of hand there, and, and I told one of the boys that his paperclip unlocked the lock. All right? He's probably a, a thief to this day, and he's probably serving in a penitentiary somewhere. But anyway, that's what he learned in Sunday school. But we went up on the roof, and there was already chairs up there and a, and a rug out. They never even asked how that stuff uh, happened to already be up there, and we taught on the roof. I remember taking the kids all to Burger King one time because we had a Burger King kitty corner from the church, and without them knowing, I did all the permission slip and all that uh, stuff to be safe and secure. I did it all ahead of time um, with the parents, and, with, and if a visitor came, I did it at the door um, as the parents' kids were dropped off, and they thought, and, and I, I just had it come up in conversation. Looked out the window, and there's a Burger King. Wouldn't it be cool to go Burger King? Let's all go. Let's go. You want to go? Yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's go do Sunday School Bird King. And it was pre-planned, but they didn't know that. So sometimes you got to do things that are completely unexpected. And uh, and kids will find that fun. And then the N is new. All right? You've got to do things that are new. And that's similar to unexpected. But you've got to be willing to try new things. You can even try things that completely and totally and utterly flop. Failures are fantastic. It gives kids a chance to laugh at you. It gives you a chance to laugh at yourself. You know, I had I've had kids talk about, you know, years later the disasters that I tried and children. Remember that time when you? Yeah, and I don't even want to say what they are on the podcast, all right? But you know, I've just tried things that didn't work, and that's all right. You learn that they don't work, and uh, and you try things new. You know, my mom was a, a great Awana Council Time teacher. And uh, she got me started in ministry very young because that was what she did. And every week she came out with this treasure box. And she had a little song that she would sing. And she would come out going, this is my box. 
This is my box. I never travel without my box. What's in my box tonight? Now, there was a consistency in that she had this box every week, but every week there was something new in that box, and it was a an object that went with the story. It was some kind of a gizmo or a gadget uh, object lesson, and, and the kids were on the edge of their seat to figure out what was going to be in her box that night. And the fact that she had something new every week was exciting. So part of being a fun leader is being willing to be funny, being willing to do things that are unexpected, being willing to, to try new things. And if you do that, you will be having fun. And one of the biggest keys to kids having fun is if you're having fun. If you're constantly scolding them and telling them to be quiet and to stop that and to cut that out and to be still and quit touching each other and, and you know put that down and put that under your chair, you know, you're not having fun. And the kids certainly aren't having fun. But if you're willing to relax a little bit and chill out a little bit and not try to control every little motion and word and activity of the kids and just have a fun time, then they're going to have a fun time. They're going to think that you're really awesome. All right now I want to go through four letter A's. All right, Four A's that will help you become a really fun leader. And these are four things that you can control that will enhance your experience and the experience of your kids. The first is your appearance. All right. You need to ask yourself, what can I do to make my appearance um, fun, to make it attractive to the kids? Now, you could dress like a clown, right? Well, that would go over once, but I'm not talking about that. But I'm talking about, think about your appearance and, and what can you communicate with your appearance, with the clothes that you wear. I, I've had leaders show up. And they've had things on their t-shirts that I'm like, you know, it's not downright sinful, but it's really not appropriate for a children's club to be wearing a t-shirt that's some, you know, bar or something or what. I can't remember examples, but I'm just like, you know what, you need to go turn your shirt inside out. You know, I'm not sure that Great America would let you in the park with that and you're coming to church with that. Um, but think about your appearance. You know, for, for the, my game time thing, um, I, I got a couple of guys that are going to be helping me out. Their names are John and Jacob. They're some um, upper high school guys. And uh, I named them my J crew. And I'm going to refer to them as the J crew. That's just kind of a, a fun thing I'm going to do. I'm going to have the kids cheer for my J crew. And then I got their sizes and I went and bought them really nice professional referee shirts. And um, I've got one that's different. It's got a pocket and a black collar. And then theirs are V-neck. Um, they don't have the black collar in the shirt. So it'll be easy to tell who the leader is and, and who the helpers are. Um, for people that are new or whatever, but we're going to look sharp because we're going to all three of us be wearing these referee shirts. And then I went out to Walmart. I was looking through the, the discount shoe rack and I found some really cool high top black and white shoes and were on sale for 15 bucks. And I picked those up. They're going in. I have a trunk that's going to be like my game trunk that I take and bring home every day with a week with my props and stuff. And those shoes, they are crisp white. They've got cool black detail on them. They're going to match my my shirt. And uh, they're going to go in the trunk. I'm going to put them on when I get to Awana. I'm going to take them off at the end of Awana and put back on my regular shoes. So that they'll last the whole year. And so I can have some nice, sharp black and white shoes, my black and white striped referee shirt, and, of course, my goofy hat that I already told you about. So when kids come in and they see a game leader who's looking sharp, he's got his matching helpers, 
um, that that appearance commands a certain level of respect, but it's also fun because it says, look, hey, we're here to ref, but we're here to, to have a good time, all right? And uh, in children's church and other contexts, you can do that with goofy ties, you can do it with hats, you can do it with colorful dresses. Um, it, it's going to be different for every personality and every person, but you have to answer the question, what can I do with my appearance that will communicate to kids that I'm here to have fun, but also that I take this seriously. And I've always believed, you know, this casual thing, you know, church pastors preaching in in their bathing suit with a tie-dye t-shirt, you know, maybe it's not that extreme, but church has gotten so casual and we've really gotten away from the, the dressing up. I'm one that believes in dressing up a notch above those who you're going to lead because it commands a little bit of respect. And I'm all for making newcomers feel welcome and not having three-piece suits at church. Um, But when you dress up just enough and dress sharp and actually iron your shirt or your blouse and um, and, and look crisp and and look, there's a professionalism that comes with that that I I think is sometimes forgotten or underrated. So that's number one. The first A is appearance. The second one is attitude. And we've all heard the expression, attitude is everything, right? Well, it is. I mean, I, I could I could end the podcast right there, right? I won't, but I, but I could. Your attitude is so important. You have got to be excited. You've got to be uh, pumping those kids up. You've got to be greeting them by name, um, tossing their hair, giving them high fives, and um, having a, a... I mean, they've got to think this is the highlight of your week. Now, maybe it is the highlight of your week. I hope it's the highlight of your week. But if it's not, fake it. I don't want you to be insincere, but your attitude, you're either a thermometer or you are a thermostat. You've probably heard that before. You're either setting the temperature of the room or you're reflecting the temperature of the room. And as a leader, as a fun leader, you can be that thermostat. You're the one that creates the energy and the excitement in the room. For some people, that's that's hard. I know there's some that that comes very natural to, and I'm one of those, and for other people, it's a challenge. But if you step out of your comfort zone a little bit and um, and, and make an effort to do that, it pays off. I remember a, a children's ministry worker that I had years ago, one of my early ministries. Her name was June. And June was not naturally um, a funny, you know, comedic, uh, bubbly personality, uh, just a dedicated, hard worker, um, very smart, very creative um, in the things that she could create and the ideas she came up with. And I remember her saying, uh, I believe it was at a Awana conference that she did a workshop at, that she likes to visually imagine herself unzipping out of her prideful adult self and hanging on a hook outside the door that when she goes into that room, she becomes whatever the kids need her to be for that hour that she's with them. And when she goes out of that room, she can climb back into that adult self and zip it up and all the put all the pride back on. But while she's with those kids, she doesn't care what adults think. If they look in and think, who is that wacky woman? She doesn't care because she's there with her attitude and her personality and her energy to make those kids excited. And that's always stuck with me, that unzip, climb out. Because I'm telling you, there's times people walk by rooms I'm in and going, who is that wacky guy? And, and they surprise later when I can be so serious about theology and about the Bible and about philosophy of ministry. And they're like, really, weren't you the guy with the, with the Heelys and the goofy hat? And I'm like, yeah, because I was with the kids. And my attitude and temperament is so important uh, there when I'm with the kids. The next A is awareness. And this is a big one. This is why I didn't stop with attitude, because attitude isn't everything. Awareness is very important. And, and what I mean by awareness is, you know, if you're wearing the goofy hat, and you got your Heelys on, and you're going around, you're high-fiving, 
And, and there's a kid there who just found out their grandma died. Or, or they're, they're going to have to put their dog to sleep. You know, or, or there's something going on in their life. They just, their family just had a horrific scream fest and yelling fight on the way to club or on the way to church. And you're like, hey, how's it going? Did you hear the one about the, you know, the banana that had to split? You know, there's a complete disconnect there between you and the child. So you have to have your, your spiritual eyes open and be aware of the temperament of the kids. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to necessarily come way down or even stay down for a kid who's down. But, man, when you see in a kid that he's not doing well or he's sitting off by himself and you kind of walk over and, and, and you just your whole countenance and attitude just drops down or goes on pause and say, hey, what's going on? Something, something going on? And, you know, you, you look like you're having a rough time and they, they tell you they're, they're bad news or they're sad news or... Or maybe they just shrug and you say, you know, can I pray for you? Or, oh, I'm sorry to hear you that. that that's tough. Well, I hope you have a, a good time tonight. And I, I've even said to a kid, you know what, you're going to see me being silly and, and crazy, you know, because that, that's what I want to do. I want the kids here to all have a great time. But I want you to know, I, I know you're hurting and I'm, I'm hurting with you. And it may not look like it when I'm, you know, leading, um, but, but, I'm, but I know what you're going through and, and, and I'm going to be thinking about you. And there, there'll be times, even in the midst of leading a game or children's church, where you can make some eyeball contact with that kid. And then just in that instant, let them know you're, you're still journeying with them in the midst of what they're going through. You could be walking around and sometimes you could just put your hand down on their shoulder or on their back. And you can just give them an affectionate little squeeze or a little rub that says, hey, I, I, I know. And, and you can communicate in those nonverbal ways, even while you're being Mrs. or Mrs. Um, happy and cheerful and and upbeat, you know, for everyone else. So don't lose that awareness. All right, that's the difference between being a clown and being an intentional, fun minister who doesn't forget why he or she is there. You're there to love kids and to minister to kids, um, not just to create a fun environment. And the last one is really important, and it is aptitude. All right, and this one takes some work because aptitude means be good at what you do. Don't just show up, all right? You ought to be the first one there and sometimes the last one to leave, and that takes dedication. You need to practice what you're going to do. You need to be willing to do research. If you're teaching, know that lesson so you don't even need that leader's guide or that curriculum. Curriculum, I've said this before, and people always think it's crazy, and then and then they take it home and put it to heart, and I get emails later saying it totally transformed their teaching. Curriculum does not belong at church. It belongs at home in your study. It's for you to learn the lesson. It's not for you to teach the lesson. And when you teach and you know that material inside out because it's become a part of you, you're so much more effective. All right, If you're just doing something as simple as I am, leading games, then you need to know those games. You need to be, I mean, I've been downloading the Awana Youth Ministry game app. I've been getting games online. I've been asking people in that Facebook group, you know, what works best with the younger kids and the older kids. You know, some people think I call myself the kidologist because I'm like this guru expert of everything in children's ministry. That's not true. The word kinologist means I want to never be done learning how to minister to kids. I'm a perpetual, eternal student. The study of kids. That's what kidology is. It's the, the study of kids. And so I've been learning. I've been reading. I've been asking questions. And I've been, I've, because I want my aptitude. I want to be the best game leader that I can possibly be for those kids. So um, I, I want to think about my appearance. I want to have the best possible attitude. 
In the midst of that, though, I don't want to lose my awareness of how the kids are doing. If a game's too hard, if a game's too easy, if I need to tweak the rules, if I'm going too long, if I'm going too short, if I need to end on time. And then I, I need to have my aptitude be up to up to par because I, I want to bat 500. I'm never, I'm never going to bat 500, but that's my goal, right? No baseball player bats 500. But that's, that's the goal, right? Well, maybe it's to bat 1,000 <laughs> perfectly. All right? And then lastly, just a couple of things that I want you to think about if you want to be a fun leader. And the first is there's a couple of things um, that you can control. And one is the environment. Think about your room. I'm bringing a big old boombox and my ancient iPod, and I'm going to have some fun music playing in the background. I I collect game music. Some of them are RPM. Some of it is uh, Odyssey 2001. Some of it's uh, the Olympic theme that's played at the Olympics. There's some Star Wars in there, some Pirates of the Caribbean. There's all kinds of fun songs that when I hear a great piece and I go, oh, this would be great for a game, uh, I throw it in that in that in that song list, and I'll have that playing in the in the background just to make the room fun. But think about environment. You don't need a million dollar uh, environment to make it fun, but you can do things with balloons or with posters or with sound. And um, and then the next thing you need to control is order. If you, a fun leader has fun, but within a controlled environment. Uh, uh, you know the old saying: if you don't have a plan for the kids, they'll have a plan for you, right? So you need to establish rules, all right? You need to establish how you're going to regain control. One of the things I learned this week was a great game called Rat Race. I'm not going to use Rat Race. I don't really like calling the kids rats, so I'm going to call it Crazy Race. But at any time I feel like I'm losing control or the kids are talking, any one of my team leaders can call out, Crazy Race! And the kids all have to run one lap around the Iwana Circle, get back in their teams and line up, and they can get points for second, third, and fourth place based on how fast they're back in their line and lined up. So it's a fun way to get them all back in attention and lined up and quiet instead of me just yelling at them to be quiet. We're trying to play our next game. We're going to have fun, so be quiet so we can have fun. That doesn't work, all right? And um, and so you, you need to think through what are your rules going to be, keep them simple, um, keep them short. And, uh, in fact, I came up with, with my simple rules. I need to grab it, so I'm going to pause here for a second. Okay, I'm back. I actually typed up a whole page of my opening night strategy. I'll put this in the in the show notes. You can download the PDF. And uh, but I've got I, I, this is the aptitude thing. I'm not just going to wing it. I'm going to think it through. And so I'm going to introduce myself and my team. It's like 30 seconds, right? And I'm going to talk briefly. I mean, 30 seconds to 45 seconds about what is our goal in game time. All right, kids will say to, to play games, but. It's to have fun and to glorify God. Because if your kids are cheating or being mean or pushing, shoving, I go, but hey, our goal here is to have fun and to glorify God. Then I've got three rules, and they're very simple. Number one is do your best, all right? That has to do with their effort, all right? Number two, be your best. That has to do with their behavior. So when they do something that's wrong, say, hey, you're not being your best. You're not being the best kid that you can be. And then number three is have a blast, all right? And uh, my rules, if you followed Kidology One or my discipline workshops, they always end with a fun rule. But the fun rule, have fun or whatever, is always contingent on the ones before. So I, I wanted three simple rules. Do your best, be your best, and have a blast. It's my three Bs, even though technically two of the Bs are the same word. But it's do your best, be your best, and have a blast. And um, so I'm going to establish those rules. I'm going to review them every week at the beginning. And um, then we're going to start playing. And it doesn't take long. But establishing that order is so important. And lastly, you control the flow or the pace of your program, whether it's a game time, whether it's children's church. Right? The old secret is 
uh, stop something while they still like it, right? So often kids love something, and so a leader will just keep doing it. It's, oh, I found something that works, and I'm going to milk it for all I can get. The problem with that strategy is kids, <laughs> and you just got to learn this, kids associate an activity with their last emotional response to it, all right? I know that came out complicated. But if you have a great game and they are loving it and you play it for a half hour but they were getting bored in the last five minutes, the next time you say you want to play that game, they will not remember the 25 minutes that they loved it. They will remember the last five minutes that they were bored. And they'll say, oh, that's boring. (laughs) And you're like, what? You guys love this game. So the trick is, if you find a game that they love, instead of going 30 minutes, having them bored the last five minutes, you do it for 15 minutes so that they remember that they loved it at the height of when you canceled it. So the best time to stop something is while kids love it. Because then next time you say, hey, we're going to play this game or do this activity or whatever it is, they remember the last associated emotion. And the last associated emotion was, what? You're stopping? We love this. No, don't stop it. We like this. And um, and then you pick up right back at that same peak momentum. All right. So you can control the environment. You control the order. You need to maintain order. And last, you control the flow and the pace. Keep things moving. Don't do things too long. Start on time. That's very important. People complain. The things, you know, people don't get there on time. Well, half the time it's because they don't even start on time. It's actually train people to come late. Well, they don't really get serious till 10 minutes into it. Man, make the on time so exciting and so cool that kids don't want to miss the on time. All right? And then end on time. That's just a courtesy. People will grow in respect for you if you end on time. All right? So there you have it. If you want to be a fun leader... Um, learn to be fun. Learn to be funny. Do what's unexpected. Try new things. Remember the four A's, your appearance, your attitude, your awareness, and your aptitude. And lastly, control your environment, control the order, maintain order basically, and control the flow or the pace of the program. If you work on those things, you'll become a leader that kids love. You'll become a leader that they want to see again, that they want to come and engage in your program again. But Don't miss the kids in the midst of the fun. Remember, Jesus ministered to the crowds. He did the magic shows. Someone can get mad I called it a magic show. But, you know, he did the miracles, and he could draw a crowd, and he preached great sermons. But what did he do? He poured his life into a small group of disciples, and he walked with them, and he talked with them, and he he knew their names. And the the same is true with you. You can be the most fun leader. But you need to get to know some kids' names. And you've got to build some relationships. You need to ask how they're doing. Because that that's the glue that makes the fun all worth it. And that's what, in the long run, actually makes a difference in the kids' lives. So I hope you'll have a fun fall this year as you seek to creatively reach kids with the gospel and and creatively teach them the Bible. And don't forget, if you're looking for something new and fun to do this fall, check out Brian Dollar's new curriculum called Help. You can get it on Kidology uh, as a download or have it shipped to you as a physical product. Well, thanks again for listening to Kid Men Talk. This is your host, Carl Bastard. Remember, you can shape the show by emailing me, carl at 
KidmanTalk.com. I'm on Twitter at KidmanTalk or at Kidologist. And you can also participate in the forum discussion. Maybe post something in there that you have done that makes your ministry fun, that makes you fun, what your favorite little secret thing is that you do. I'm going to post one of mine in there. And so you can find out one of the things I do every time I meet a kid that gets a big laugh out of the whole audience, and I'm kind of known for it. But until next time, this is Carl, hoping you will have a great, fun-filled fall as you kick off your children's ministries. Until next time, keep on keeping on.